On today's Question of Faith, what was your highlight for the year 2022? everybody, welcome to Question of Faith. This will be our last podcast for the year. I am Mike Hayes. I am the Director of Young Adult Ministry here in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damien Ferenc, the Vicar for Evangelization. 2022, come and gone. Amazing. It, it, as Patty Griffin sings, mm. time goes from a crawl to a run. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you ain't kidding. It seems like yesterday we just kind of started. We're not quite at our year anniversary on this podcast. That'll be in mid-January. Um, but we're pretty close to, to doing this, the show here for a year. So what's this been like for you doing this podcast in general, I would say? It took a little bit of time to get in the groove, but now I'm at the point where every Tuesday I'm looking forward to recording a podcast and sometimes on special occasions uh, doing an additional one during the week. But I like it. I think it's a great way to reach people. And I found that people I would never guess are listening to podcasts let me know that they're listening to our podcast. So, you know, the bishop's vision for, well, the whole diocese, really, Mm -hmm. all of Cathedral Square is that we're, you know, missionary disciples and taking the church out. And I think this is a great way to do that. I never imagined that I'd be co-host of a podcast, but here we are. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think for for me, so so I you know I used to host a podcast in my Busted Halo days, and um, you know and that turned into a radio show that Father Dave kind of took on his own. Um, and and at first I was kind of like you know at first I didn't want to be part of it. You know I'd had a radio career before going into ministry, and so I was like, now Father Dave, this needs to be your show. And I kind of kind of left that behind when I went to campus ministry, and I have just been overjoyed to be back doing this. <laughs> like this has just been a whole lot of fun. Number one. Um, Number two, I think it's kind of helped me uh, engage a little more with questions and the questions that people have, and I think it's made me a better minister because of that. I'm more aware of the questions that people uh, people have that are out in the in the apostolate, shall we say, and um, hearing your questions and then kind of just engaging with them. You know, we don't do a whole lot of show prep; like we we just no. kind of show up and just start talk about it, kind of work our way through the twenty minutes. Um, and that's been fun. That's 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 you know that's been an exercise for us. I think I think you and I have gotten to know each other a lot better because of this, yeah. and uh, our colleagues a lot better because of this. Um, so it's good. I think, and I think bigger and better. You know, I think we're gonna we're gonna get even better at this as we go along. So. Yeah, I'll say it's a different medium than I'm used to, and it mm-hmm. has pulled me out of my comfort zone because most of my evangelization efforts, if they haven't been out in the parish giving talks or preaching missions. It has been through writing, yeah. whether it's for Word on Fire or a bunch of different Catholic outlets. But when you write, you have full control over what you're saying. You can edit it before you submit it. And usually, if you're with a good outlet, they'll send it back and ask for some revisions. So when the thing's published, it's good, you know. When you're doing these podcasts, as you say, we come with a lot of experience and education, formation and all. And a basic idea of where I want to go, but we're also having a live conversation. And there's something very attractive about that that's different from writing an essay where every word counts and Mm. everything is is planned. So the part of me that was a little nervous about this was, what if I say something that isn't absolutely correct? Can I go back and can we cut that out and edit that? But I think trusting the Spirit to guide this, which we do, you know, we ask the Holy Spirit to guide our show, 
um, is an important part of what we do. And the live conversation is fun. The spontaneity of yeah. conversation is what people like. And sometimes we get on like a topic that we didn't expect to get on. And there's there's really something wonderful there. And yeah. I, I like that a lot. And I think that's the way life happens, right? You know, Correct. Like, you know, Correct. Young adults come to you and they ask you a question. Yeah. I can remember, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I was talking about this the other day. Um, one of our interns um, at, at a previous uh, place of employment came up to me one day and said, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah, no. what was it like to live during the Cold War? And I mm. said, okay, you, you can leave now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was... You know, it was an unexpected question, and it took us down many different paths, sure. you know, uh, including faith. You know, what, what was church like during that time and everything else? How do you address this? Yeah, How do they address yeah. this thing? Um, it was fun. You know, it was fun yeah. just to kind of go down go, go down my memory lane with somebody else about what life was like during those times. Yeah. You know, you know as as we're talking here and we have our seat that is mm-hmm. usually filled with one of our colleagues – from Cathedral Square, it makes me also think that I think one of the great blessings of this podcast has been to introduce the people of the diocese to people who work here for the diocese. Because one of Bishop Molesic's great hopes is that everyone who works for the Diocese of Cleveland is out there somehow evangelizing no matter what their role is. So we've had the you know the head of uh, education on here mm-hmm. we've had canon lawyers on here we've had missionary discipleship on here youth and well you're young adult but yeah. we've had all sorts of people from different ministries uh, being able to talk and share and hopefully this has been a way for listeners to connect like wow there's there's a lot of cool folks working down at the diocese yeah you know? exactly it's kind of helped us in some ways too you know I, I did the the synod for our you know we did the synod here in our building right and so I did the one on on the floor we're presently on the sixth floor um, which includes the communications department uh, and the bishop's office right. the office of clergy and all you know all those kinds of folks and one of the things that came out of that was that yeah we, we kind of know each other on this floor but we don't really know other floors because we've been we've kind of been secluded and a lot of people have started in the diocese within the last two or three years right and so we're like huh so people really don't know each other at times and so we've kind of taken the lead in some ways and one bringing people here and hearing what they think right. and what they have to say but then we also down on our floor you know at uh, every third Thursday, we gather people together to socialize, which right. has been really great. And right. I think people have really appreciated it. So we, we've, you know, we, we've heard what they said during, this is one way the synods really worked, right? You know, it's yeah. like, we don't know each other was what we heard. And we said, okay, well, let's, let's at least get people to know each other. Right. It's fun. Um, yeah, I think for me, in, in terms of ministry, the thing that the thing that I really enjoyed the most this year, and I think it was a big surprise too, is we we had the hillbilly Thomist come, and I am not like a huge honking fan of the hillbilly Thomist right. in general. Like they're kind of a new band for me. Like I'd heard of them, but I'd never really listened to some of their music. And um, I went to the concert, and I expected, eh, yeah, we're gonna do it on the on at St. Wendelin's out in the parish, uh, out in the parish. Well, I thought maybe a couple hundred people may show up for it, and then six hundred people showed up yeah. for this. I was just astounded. I was like, wow, the, God is good. <laughs> yeah, this funny is really great because we did not discuss what our favorite thing was before we hit the record button. But that was my favorite day oh, too in funny. the diocese yeah. because earlier that day, Cleveland received her first. Auxiliary Bishop yeah. in 22 years in Father Mike Woost becoming Bishop Michael Woost. And then, as you said, 
bringing in these hillbilly Thomas, a, a band of Dominican uh, friars, to play a concert at a parish that's in a really cool part of the city. Um, but it's been hard to get people who are inactive on parish property. Yeah. And to have 600 people in a parking lot on a beautiful night, and the show was great, and not just the concert, but then after, my favorite, outside of Mass, my, my favorite liturgy the church has is night prayer. And we had candle-lit night prayer. There were probably, what, 350 people in that church, which isn't a big church to begin with. Yeah. And everybody was singing, candlelit. It was beautiful. Do you remember Bishop Boost was the presider for night prayer, and he got up there, and he just looked out into everybody. And I think this was just spontaneous. So he just goes, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. It was. It was really a lot of fun. I mean, just a great celebrate the whole day, really. It was yeah. a great celebration. Yeah, we went to his ordination. I remember, I remember like a couple of days before I went, Man, that's gonna be a long day. You know, yeah. it's like we gotta come in here and just do our regular work and go to this ordination and then run over to St. Wendelin's and kind of set up. And 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 God, the people at St. Wendelin's were just so great. They they yeah. had set up most of the stuff already before we even got there. Susan and Father Bob and Carol were outstanding to us. The the other great thing I thought about that day was that we really rolled the dice yeah. because. We ha- in our in our roles for the diocese, you do have to take risks sometimes mm-hmm. and realize that you may try things that do not work well, and maybe people don't come to, but but oftentimes you're going to hit, and the the Holy Spirit's going to work, and I mean the Holy Spirit's always at working, but in ways that will surprise you, and that that day turned out so great. I mean the fact that when Bishop Woost was trying to find a date for his ordination, because you kind of get to pick it as a bishop. He wanted August 4th because that's the feast day of John Vianney, who's the patron saint of parish priests, and he had been teaching at the seminary for over 20 years. So the only thing on the diocesan calendar for that one day was the Hillbilly Thomas show. And so because his ordination was in the morning, we thought, well, we should ask him to lead night prayer, even though it'll be a long day. The worst he could do is say no. And he said yes. And he was exhausted by the time he got there. But to have a newly ordained bishop be with mostly the young adult community in the Diocese of Cleveland, it was just a graced day, like a historic day for us. I thought it was it was wonderful. Yeah. It really was. And we've kind of continued in that area. You know, it, you know, Theology on Tap is right down the block now at Varsity Brewery. And I remember the, fir- the first night at Theology on Tap, I came in saying, eh, maybe we'll get, you know, 45 people at this thing. We'll see what happens. And and Bishop Molesic was our, was our guest, and, and we kind of led a little Q&A with him. There were like 110 people at that first theology on tap, which I was right. like, "Wow, this is a really great success." So I think, you know, we pick well. You yeah, know, some days, yeah. you know, that's a great area to, for people to be in and to be exposed to. You know, and I know we're we're hoping to do nine nights of night prayer come August yeah. in Duck Island, and one of those, I think it's a, it is the night of the feast is mm-hmm. also. Um, theology on tap, so Correct. we're going to try to do something really cool down there. Yeah, maybe mass in the morning, or you know, or mass in uh, you know just before. Uh, yeah, theology on tap, and then maybe night prayer. You know, we'll finish up night prayer with the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the last flavor of ice cream in December was outstanding. Oh, Bernadette's <laughs> dream, yeah. And people really like chocolate. Yeah. I, I love chocolate. Um, so, and especially with those dark chocolate chunks in there. So and the we'll peanut see. butter, the the peanut butter in there, I thought was the. Just the right texture. Yeah, you know? it was it was ribbons of peanut butter. Yeah, it was 
Damn, it's making me hungry. It was chocolate ice cream, ribbons of peanut butter, and then dark chocolate chunks. And it was supposed to look like the dirt that St. Bernadette dug through to get to the spring that Mary told her she'd find if she dug. So Yeah, exactly. So I should say this, um, listeners, if you have any ideas for Marian-themed ice creams, like I've thought of the first five, but hmm. we got four to go. I've got some names, but we need we need some flavor combinations. We work with the folks at Country Parlor. So I was thinking for the next one, maybe um, Fiat. One of my friends suggested mm. Theophany. Um, I was thinking Overshadowed because Mary's mm. overshadowed by the Spirit. But if you've got ideas for Marian-themed ice creams, mm. titles, but also flavors, um, let us know and we'll see what we could yeah. do. Theotokos. Theotokos. That would be good ones, yeah. Yeah. Let me oh. think, yeah. That, we've not used Greek. We've done two in yeah. Latin, but we've not done a Greek. Yeah. But Man. what would be the flavor for Theotokos? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, um, well, if it's Christ bearer, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's harder than it looks. It's harder than it looks, right? Yeah. We'll think. We can get it. If you're thinking, you can you can email that to us, mhays at dioceseofcleveland.org uh, is a good way to reach us. Uh, we've been talking about the uh, year 2022. Any, any other highlights for you from this year? I mean, well, as you know, I don't know how many of our listeners know, but I, I have not had uh, a lot of experience in administration mm. and leadership, like in a diocesan level. I've been more the preacher, teacher, most of my priesthood parochial vicar, seminary professor, like evangelist, but I'm also the secretary for parish life. And that happened back maybe, maybe 10 months ago. And so we've had eight positions to fill in our secretariat uh, over the last, whatever it has been, nine months. So to date, we filled seven and we're hopefully filling this final position, but that's been a great, a great joy building a team. Um, and we have great diversity in our yeah. floor. I was going to say, we really reflect the church at large. Yeah. Right? You know? In terms of age, in terms yeah. of ecclesiology, in terms of like ethnicity. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. And it's fun because I think it w- if we could model like what that looks like here, working together, praying together, making Christ the center of all things, then we have credibility when we go out to the parishes and, and serve them, you know? And so people don't think that the Diocese of Cleveland is the man trying to oppress them, but <laughs> actually, um, you know, Christ, Christ's, Christ's yeah. servants. You know? Yeah. No, I, I often say that the, the, the model I, I use all the time with, with folks out in the, in the parishes, I say, you know, when the phone rings and your caller ID says, sees that it's Diocese of Cleveland, we don't want you to say, what is the, diocese want you know yeah and then they they take your call with hesitancy you know mm-hmm. and they're like okay what do you what do you want what do you oh okay, i gotta do one more thing don't you know all the things i have to do now look i worked on a parish staff mm-hmm. i i, mm-hmm. I kind of get that right but what we really want to engender is oh the diocese is calling i wonder what they want yeah oh, it must be something good you know or you know or even father damien's calling oh great you know or mike is calling or francine is calling or terry's calling oh great i'd love to talk to them because they know who we are, you know, not even that they, you know, they like or dislike us, but that, yeah, that, that they're, they're our pals, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're people who want what's best for us, you know, and, and we can, and, and we can, we like working with them, you know, in yeah. some ways. I think it's been good. So yeah. I don't, we didn't plan for this, so no. you can edit it out if you want, but do you have a hope for 2023? Oh, yeah, good. Um, 
couple of things. So Cle- Cleveland has kind of sh- has finally, I would say, I don't even want to say finally, um, but Cleveland feels like home to me now. You know, I'm a transplant, and so I've been here for two years, and now now this is home. And um, you know, it takes a while for a new place to kind of feel like home. So I think it's it's finally that. So I think you know. How, how can I embrace the city a little bit more than I have already? You know, how do I get out maybe to some of the further places in the diocese that I haven't been? Um, and then for for me, I think um, thinking I, I was I've been thinking about my own my own home. You know, the condo that I live in, and how we can we've kind of delayed doing any kinds of home repairs or anything like that that we have to do. Um, because we had, you know, we had a little dog who just passed away in December, so I, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, you know, we're delaying doing all this because of because of him and his care, so now maybe we have to make this feel a little more homey. So yeah, I think for yeah. me, it's uh, a theme of home. Maybe it might be for 2023, hmm. developing home. That's cool. It's a good theme. Yeah, I think on on a similar on a similar track, one of the things I'm trying to do for the whole diocese as vicar for evangelization, but also for our floor as secretary for parish life is to create a culture of home, of, of parish, of church that is, is welcoming and also fun and joyful Mm. because when, when it's fun to come to work and you're really enjoying what you're doing and working hard together, um, gosh, it's great. Like if you've ever been on a, a sports team or have you ever played in a band where you just kind of get in the flow and get in the groove, boy, there's, there's nothing like that. And, um, especially when the Holy Spirit's guiding that work. So I want to continue to help create that culture and be a good leader and, uh, also be humble enough to, to take correction and listen and, and, uh, yeah, do, do what I'm supposed to do for the diocese and, and for the church. Yeah, so. I mean, I've had a lot of jobs, Father D, and, and I don't think I've enjoyed a job as much as I have in the last year or so. Oh, cool. Um, you know, the last two years I've been here have been really, you know, there's never been much of a doubt that I made the right choice to come mm-hmm. here. You know, I, I felt that kind of consistently all the way through, but I think that the more I stay, the more I want to stay, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you said, like, you know, our, our floor kind of reflects the great diversity. We we are all different, right? You know? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to say the least, you know? Um, but we're all brothers and sisters, too. You know, I really look on these people as family, and it's um, it's just been nice. It's been nice being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So keep that going. Um, yeah, and thanks for listening to us. Yeah. Because you, you could be listening to many other podcasts, but you're listening to us, and it's awesome. And let us know if you do, because... Um, Again, people are surprising me saying, we listen to your podcast or I listen to your podcast. I'm like, you do? Wow, cool. And if you like it, maybe share it with someone who yeah. you think could benefit from it. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts in particular or Spotify. Those are two good ways to, to help us out. That helps other people get to know who we are. When you rate and review, more people get to see who we are. Um, so do that. A couple of you have done that, so we appreciate that. Um, and yeah, share it with a friend. Why not? That's, that's, that's always a good way to do it. Um, we enjoy, you know, we enjoy hearing back from you too. I think, I think whenever we get, you know, whenever we get a, a note from someone, we always say, Oh, look, the pe- people are listening. This is good. Um, and yeah, you know, like I have a bunch of friends who still work in, in radio. And so I always ask them, is this good? Like I show them like the numbers of people that are listening and everything. And so we have about, you know, 300, 320, depending on the week, regular listeners, like people who listen all the way through, um, that you know that that I, I said to my friend, I said, "Is that good?" And he was like, 
wait, how long have you been at this? And I said, a little less than a year. He goes, that's outstanding. Mm. <laughs> I was like, really? He goes, yeah, for podcasts that's like really aimed at a local area. And he goes, that's really good. And he showed me his podcast numbers, which were not much higher than ours. Sure. And he'd been at it for a really long time. And so he cool. was probably at you know five or 600 folks. Well, maybe by 2024, we'll have 1,000 regular listeners. Yeah, that might be a good goal yeah, to reach. Yeah, that's good, good goal, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so here's our gospel for this coming week, the octave of Christmas, the solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, for New Year's Day. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. When they saw this, they had made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Sort of like us reflecting on things in our heart today. Yeah. The, I think the longer I go with, uh, and you know, your, your mother's deceased yeah. too, but the longer I go without my earthly mother around, the more deeply I am connected to our heavenly mother and doing the kind of things she does here, like ponders these things in her heart. Because a lot of times... You don't have the answers of why these things are happening or what's going on. But being with Mary, pondering them in her heart, trusting that the Lord is good and that he'll take care of you, that's where it's at, man. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope that Mary will be taking care of you as you continue to listen to us in the new year. So thanks for all of your listening of this podcast, and we'll catch you all again later on Question of Faith. Happy New Year, everyone. 